eating? Do you like? <laughs> what about no, what about what about a waffle? Do you like a waffle? Maybe. Uh, I like cake. <laughs> cake is a very popular food in the United States and around the world. <laughs> yes, baby. Oh, oh, so we have another guest that just joined us, Jackson Weiss. Jackson Weiss is here, everybody. Jackson, come and introduce yourself to the, the people. Say hello. Say hello, folks. Say hello, folks. I you. You don't want to say hello to the people out there? They want to hear from you. They want to know. They, the people have questions, Jack. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm here to help them. I'm here to empower the people to ask the questions. What that, type of cakes mm. do you like? They want to, oh, mommy's getting icing. into the mix. Icing. Cakes with icing. That's pretty standard. So can we get a little bit more sophisticated <laughs> than that? Maybe we like cakes with vanilla. This is chaos. This is chaos. Okay, okay. Well, this has been another edition of the Tommy Weiss podcast. The first. I appreciate everyone tuning in mm-hmm. today. To that live voice memo. And uh, we'll be back tomorrow with more live current events from the Weiss family and others to regale you with our stories and unique perspectives about all things. We're back from the break. A brief message from our sponsors. Cake and frosting. What's what movie what movie do you like, Olivia? What tell me a movie that you like to watch? That's not a specific movie, that's just you saying we're having, we're having an emotional breakdown here on live, on live radio, an emotional experience. This is the type of stuff you get on the Tommy's podcast. You get the live emotional reaction in real time. It's breaking. It's happening. It's happening right now. You want? Listen, there's so many movies. We have every movie. We have, we have, we have, we have Netflix, we have Hulu, we have Disney Plus, we have Apple TV, we have them all. We have Amazon Prime Video, we have them all. So there's no reason you shouldn't be able to watch any movie you want. So you just tell me. What is that? Oh, she likes the shirt. I like your shirt. Your shirt says something about dad has the best dad jokes. I have a joke. I have a joke for you. Dad. (laughs) That was a that was a dad joke about dad having dad jokes. Mind blown. Okay, kids. What do you have there, Jackson? Money, tell the people what you have there. What is that? What's that? The thing in your hands. What are you what are you holding on to there? Is that some kind of a tool? What is that? That a cake holder. No, that's called a caliper. Pretty Ca- close. Caliper. 
cat caliper. <laughs> he almost got me. He almost got me. Caliper. I don't know what that is. A caliper is used to measure things. Like um like if you had a, a screw and you wanted to know what size the screw was, you could use the caliper for that. So Olivia, tell the people what you're you wanted you had mentioned a movie. Do you do you have a favorite movie? What's your favorite movie? Tell the people, Olivia. My favorite movie. Smoothie. Like she likes smoothies. But all she ever wants is berries in her smoothie. Berries. She likes berries. Well, of all types. who doesn't like berries? I mean, it's quite a. It's an easy thing to like, guys. Berries is not a crazy thing to like. So. Jackson, why don't you tell the people something that you learned today? What did you learn? What letters make the owl sound? W. That's one of them, but what are the two letters? Oh, W. That's really good. That was a really good. Um, That's what I learned. You learned did that. Mm-hmm. I, I learned did that. From you. Thank you. You're welcome. I I tell that to you. I appreciate it. I like it when you. I like to know the things that you know. You do. Yeah, you're pretty smart. I think you know. Listening to you makes me feel smarter because I learn. I learn stuff from you. So thanks for that, Olivia. Is that a cup? All right. So so let's get back on topic here, Jessica. So so if you had to name your three biggest accomplishments, or, or Jackson, your... Olivia, and Lillian. No, I know, I know. I, I, that's beautiful. That's a beautiful statement. Get Those that tool names. away from her head. Yeah, Jackson, Olivia, Lily, the names of our three beautiful children. But you know, as a as a musical, um, I don't no. know. What do you call it? A musical. Maker, what do you what do you count? I'm on maternity leave, mm-hmm. so I count my days at home. So let's talk about maternity leave. So, to to all the people out there who feel like they want to go on maternity leave, what are what are some things that some advice you would give to people? Uh, <laughs> Save all your monies because they're going to give you no monies. <laughs> well. That's not necessarily true for everybody. Some people do. Oh, get like a hundred bucks money for paid family leave. Well, teachers don't get any. In New York State, there's a new law that was passed for. Don't apply to school teachers. Okay, but maybe it should. <laughs> right. Yes. Okay. So then, just let's talk about school teachers because that's the what you know. So. You know, if you're if you're a school teacher who's planning on you were interviewing me against my will, having a baby, I just want to know. I'm asking questions. If you are a school teacher in, let's say, New York State, who's uh, planning on having a baby, what are three things that you might want to think about? What's one thing you might want to think about 
um, as you're preparing to to inform people that you're going to go on to uh, family medical leave or whatever you want to do? How long you can afford to stay home without getting paid. How long you, def- you can afford to stay home while paying them back your health insurance. And... Uh, how high up you are in seniority if you drop because of it, because once you're unpaid, the law says you can't drop in seniority, but since you're technically only not accruing seniority, you can drop in seniority while under the FMLA protected so, status. So so let's talk about seniority. How is that determined? Like, is it based on number of years? It is, is it based, based on-, on literally hours worked. If you get hired an hour after someone, you will be under the firing squad from them by one hour. So if you're 13 days ahead of someone, you better not take a maternity with 14 unpaid days or you will drop in seniority. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the other thing that you mentioned, you wanted, you wanted to tell the people to be aware about... Um, you know, health insurance. So that's something that I think a lot of teachers in New York State care about, particularly because New York State health insurance, I mean, I think is pretty good. We have it, right? So I think a lot of people think about what what is, it, what is the landscape going to be like for my health insurance if I have to go on family medical leave. So, you know, what, what, how does that process work? Like, do you just um go on to cobra do you have to pay back money that they then put out what is what is the process most districts will have a policy where you can take up to two years home some even have three um but you only get them to pay their portion of the health care for those 12 weeks but you still have to pay your portion so once you run out of sick and personal days they no longer have any monies to take from to pay your portion of the bill. So we just paid Northport, you know, upwards of $1,200 for the month of my portion of the remainder of health care for maternity leave. Once I end those 12 weeks, though, we'd have to pay the entire medical bill. So it would be the same insurance. It would be Empire and I ship, but we'd be paying 100% of it mm-hmm. after those 12 weeks. So it's not Cobra. There's no discontinuing. It's the same policy. You're just paying a lot for it right so so essentially they 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 pay they continue to pay their portion of it for the for the entirety of the 12 week fmla period right right but usually they just deduct from your paycheck you're not getting a paycheck anymore so you still have to write them a check mm. does every school district in new york do that or is that yeah, just pretty your- much district well, where you work. All the public schools. New York City is its own thing, but yeah, pretty much all the public schools work that way. Mm-hmm. And how would it work in New York City? I don't know. Ask Victoria. Call okay, her up. well, let's... I mean, we're in the middle of the... Well, let's get a drop-in. Can we get a drop-in? And, and while we're, you know, talk on this subject, I think it's important to, to kind of lay it out. You know, if you're if you're thinking of having a child... Um, in New York State as a teacher, you'll get a 12-week family medical leave period. And you'll go... uh, Well, only if if you've worked for the district for a full year. Otherwise, you don't even qualify for that. Oh, wow. Okay. Hey, you're being interviewed by my husband against your will. And go. Okay. So you're on... 
you're on the live t- pre-recorded you're, voice memos that are live you're on to the nobody you're on the Tom Weiss podcast, and um, we're talking about <laughs> rules related to family medical leave for okay. teachers in New York City. We know the rules for Long Island. We think we understand the rules for New York State. But what I'm wondering about is, is if you're a teacher in New York City, and, for example, you want to do some family planning and go on family medical leave, do you... Do you just use your sick and personal days and then you just do the 12 weeks or whatever you have left unpaid after that in New York City? Is that how it works? I believe so, yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure you take, like, for example, like for a maternity leave or whatever, you would take your time first and then you could take the other six weeks after that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because Lauren Casper got paid. Did they qualify for the New York State law that we don't qualify for? Hmm. Interesting. It wasn't like full salary, but I remember her saying she got money. Mm-hmm. Wow. So what about your health insurance in New York City? Well, I mean, uh, well, let's say, let's start th- here. Does New York City health, teacher health insurance go through NYSHA? Um, no. So it's some other plan. No, we use, um, the NHI Okay. So it's not NYSHA. Um, you know, so, so, so do they pay for your health insurance while you're on family medical leave? If you take their insurance plan? I believe so. Mm. Um, I'm not, I'm not positive though, honestly. I believe so, but I don't know. Well, that's something maybe you should think about if you're planning, you know, to, to, to do any kind of family planning. Cause I, I don't know. blame Victoria for not knowing. I didn't get it all figured out. Yes, well, later. I will, I will most easy. certainly look into it. Um, mm-hmm. after, you know, when we're approaching that time in life, but right. right. Well, that's why, listen, don't open that. Don't open that. We're opening paints. Olivia to stop making noise so he can talk to you. And he's just like mindlessly opening paint. Not better good. to be quiet. Not a good idea. Okay. Okay, Uh-oh. well, thanks. This is going well. Oh, this no. Interview. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, you're ruining it. Here. Wait, let's try this. Let's try it. Go fetch. Fetch. That didn't work out. Uh-oh. What is going on over there? <laughs> I'm so glad this is live. So, anyway, we're live with... <laughs> Okay, we're going to let Victoria go. You've been excellent. Thanks for being a guest on the Tommy Weiss podcast. And we'll, we'll get you next time. And this has been another edition of the Tommy Weiss podcast okay. with Tommy Bye, Weiss. Bye, friend. Bye. Okay. We're back. Part three, episode one. You did. Jackson just wrote his name. His fourth birthday was yesterday. So developmentally, Jessica, teacher. Okay, so this says J-A-C-K-S-N-O. So what do we need to switch? We need to switch two letters there. I, I, I didn't need... space. Okay, tell me what the letters were. J-A-C-K-S-O. Is that no? No, this is so. Yeah, you gotta switch these, dude. Why? Because 
The O comes before the N. The O comes before the N? Okay, press We got it. Ready? Okay, so we're going to try it again. Okay, so developmentally, <laughs> where should a four-year-old be in development? Is it advanced? It's, it's average, but normal is still by five to write your name. Okay. Just for context, Jackson turned four yes, yesterday. No, two days ago. Two days ago. And today he wrote his name for the first time. And well, he's written it, but he's always copied it. This time he just wrote it. He wrote it. Just ad-lib, just on his own. Which is amazing because to me as a parent, <laughs> because I'm like all parents, I think, oh, my kid is a genius. <laughs> so I'm Googling today. I'm on Google and I'm typing, really what's developmentally it. appropriate for a kid to be typing their name? Like, what's the right age? And then the first thing that pops up <laughs> is like people being like, my kid is three and he can't write his name. Is there something wrong? <laughs> And all of a sudden, I go from being like, my kid is a genius to, oh, God. Now, by five is normal. Okay. So, so well, first day of being four, it's, it's in average, but on the upper scale of average, but not like, oh, my God, he's a genius, but also like, not, let's worry, because he's six and not spelling his name. Okay. So, he's not a genius, but it's pretty cool. I mean, it's, it's still a cool... He might be a genius. If you think about how much time we spend teaching him in a day, which is like mm-hmm. for 30 minutes when Olivia sleeps, and he learned how to spell his name. That's pretty good. <laughs> With very little guidance. I mean, but we do make him watch a lot of PBS. Yes, thank God for PBS. So PBS is good. We have faded out the Paw Patrol real quick. There's we have, in that show. <laughs> just for context, for we have three kids under four. And so... We used to have three kids under four. We, what we do... Well, now we have one kid over four by two days. But So what we do is we use to manage their time a little bit. <laughs> really until obviously. We use PBS. And two of our kids are pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> we have one, Jackson, who's the oldest. You, he just told you about his name. He's good. I mean, he's a good kid. He's very happy. Good, go lucky, good kid. Lily, that's the youngest. She was born on January 1st, New Year's baby. She is lovely. (laughs) She is easy and calm and quiet and happy. And then there's the middle child, which is, I don't know know if saying she's the prototypical middle child is, is the appropriate thing to say because, you know, for the record, she could listen to this someday and say, they said I was the prototypical middle child. She is. She was born a middle child. Uh, Before she was even a middle but I will say this: she is a fireball. I mean, she just, you know, you know the kids, the the kids that draw the walls, and the kids that <laughs> run around screaming and crying and just chaos all the time. Oh, look, you wrote your name again. Beautiful, lovely. I love it. Well, that is Olivia. She is. The prototype, prototypical, um, the atypical middle <laughs> child. So, sorry, honey, if you listen to this when you're grown up and you think, wow, my dad didn't like me. I love you. I love you. I love you. I just need to do things when you're asleep. <clears throat> so, when you grow up, when you grow up, you'll probably be easier. <laughs> Um, right now, you're fun, let me tell you. So just put that one put that one away. You know, I don't want you to need therapy. My, I love you. You're adorable. You're beautiful. I wouldn't trade you for anything in the world, but you are work. I'm writing to these old parents, and I'm like, 
My son is so sweet. And my daughter, <laughs> she's a real adventurer. Yeah. You don't know what to say to the ew pair. She loves to how do you explore. Say, how do you say that word? Ew. That's a French word, A-U, right? It's like when you get a sandwich that has a has a you know when it has this you know when you get the sandwich that has a soup that comes with it you know we got a letter that says not our names it says new neighbors well that's nice that's nice so anyway you know when you get a sandwich you know when you get a sandwich that has that soup that comes with it and you're supposed to dip it in the soup and they call it they call it oh jizz you know an O-Jizz sandwich? You're not even listening to I'm me. Not, I'm reading this letter from our neighbors. Okay. Oh, I've been wondering. The people behind us that we share a fence with? Oh. I've been waiting to hear from them. Oh. I only took how many months have we lived here? August, August. so it's now, it's now November. February? December, January, February, seven months. We didn't send them a card either. That's true. So it's nice they initiated. Whenever we walk past their house, though, I always like... Awkwardly stick my head out like a turtle. Like, mm-hmm. are they there mm-hmm. so I can wave and say hi mm-hmm. and say who we are, but they're not yeah. outside. That's why I go for walks at night so I can see whose lights are on and look inside their house. That's not what I was saying. That's much creepier than what I was saying. It's the same. <laughs> I was just saying I want to meet them. You're saying you. I thought it was the same. We got to. You've just exposed We got to edit that. <laughs> We're going to take that out. Yeah, I told you I'm not going to edit your audios. No, we're going to take it out. Okay, so anyway, we we were talking about um, <laughs> the prototypical. No, we passed middle child. Middle children. I'm not a middle child. I'm the. I guess I'm the oldest in a weird hierarchy of <laughs> children. No, but then there's I have a stepsister who's. That doesn't matter. Um, but you, you only have you're a family of two, so neither of us are middle children. We have no idea. Just coming to this now. We have you're just finding your identity as the oldest child now. Just it wait. Took you how many years? I don't know, a long time. But that my mom, I'm all halves and steps, right? But you're you you're the older sibling of two. But what I'm recognizing now is we have no experience with a middle child. <laughs> As a middle child or understanding anything, oh my God, we're not prepared. I teach lots of middle children. You teach them? I teach all the middle children. Every seventh grader there is is their own middle child in their own development. Mm. I can handle, and Olivia, if I can handle 27 seventh graders in one room. Okay, good. I'm glad you can. <clears throat> anyway, Olivia fell asleep while eating dinner tonight. I didn't give her a Olivia fell asleep while eating dinner tonight, so she is. She's um, so cute right now. She's so she, sweet. She is asleep in her high chair with our dinner in front of her. It's so cute. Nope, she's waking up. Wait, I can she's lay waking up. I can lay back. It looks like she still had some chicken in her mouth, so she chewed. Oh, why did you do this? We were getting good material. Now we have to hear this again. Okay. Oh, it's supposed. Anyway. It's. Uh, I'm not okay. So anyway, I want to talk about something substantive. So. What happened? Olivia woke I up. I was playing with her hair, and she woke up, and she's all confused. Olivia, baby, hi, sweetheart. You're okay. Are you confused? It's a little confusing to wake up <laughs> at dinner. I need a photo for you. 
Okay, so we're gonna, I forgot where I was, so we're gonna take a little break. We'll be back. We're back. Part four, episode one. Nope, you're a boy. Episode four, Tom Lee's podcast show. Keep pretending. Um, so, you know, the last thing I want to talk about today, we've been looking at uh, child care options during COVID-19. And we've been doing a lot of thinking around, you know, we've, we've both already gotten both shots of the Pfizer vaccine. We're fully. Uh, so we, we might have to change that. But all right. So au pairs and child care options during COVID-19. So I remember... Back when the pandemic first hit, we were looking at and we were worried about should we be sending the kids to daycare because we were afraid that they could get sick. And I think it's evident that that now we know, now that we're almost a year into this thing, that the schools are safe and the kids really aren't affected, right? So, so we've been looking at various options, you know, sending kids... Back to daycare seems okay, uh, but the other thing we've been thinking about is, uh, you know, the cost of childcare, the the total cost of sending three kids to childcare, and then the benefit of having an in-home provider who does take COVID seriously. Even though we've been vaccinated, there still is some risk to the kids, right? So any risk to a child for a parent is, in a way, it's too much risk, right? Um, you know, and, and I don't know the statistics on whether or not it's more harmful to kids than even the seasonal flu. It very well may not be, but there's certainly the perception that we all have to face now that, that this is going to be with us for a while. And there is the fear that sending you're going to be sending your children into an environment that, you know, could be potentially dangerous to them, right? So anyway... So Jess has been on the social media looking at various groups for au pairs, trying to understand the landscape for, for au pairs, because you think if you have someone in the house, right, who's dedicated just to the house, that they're going to be less risky because you have less points of contact. At least that's my thinking. So Jess, what have you observed on around au pairs on social media and kind of the changes that have happened since COVID started to now and uh, and, and the trends that are occurring that you know, give you kind of, kind of the pros and cons for and against the the au pair uh, situation. Well, I actually totally changed my mind about au pairs. I thought it was safer, but then you learn that you know indoor gatherings is where COVID's spreading more, and au pairs aren't coming here to stay locked up in somebody's house. They're coming here to explore America and go places and meet people, and you can't tell them not to because it's a cultural exchange program. So you'd be at more at risk having someone go out and then come back in your home not masked. At least in the schools, they are masked and they're cleaning a lot and there's only a certain amount of hours a day. So I felt better about it then. But people were desperate for childcare. So and the visas, you know, were were blocked. So you could really only get an au pair who was rematching within the country. And then you're left to wonder, well, why are they rematching? Why aren't they just staying with the family that they had? So supply didn't meet demand. And then you've got au pairs wanting crazy things like their own private suites in these homes that you can never afford in New York. So we're never going to compete with that family in Texas that has that extra guest suite with the 
you know, private jetted tubs and private cars just for the au pairs. Yeah, but, you know, uh, good good for them, right? I wish we had that. <laughs> yeah, you but know. you can't afford that in New York. No, do you have the space? No, I know, it. I know. But, th- you know, it, it's it's got to be nice for people who can uh, be be able to provide that, you know, because... It does make the au pair more comfortable. Yeah, no, but then the au pair would be picking a family based on the perks, not based on how they mesh together personality-wise, and then they'd be unhappy, and then they'd go into rematch, and then the families are pissed, and just everyone's pissed. So the whole au pair program has been pissed So what is March. rematch? I don't understand the concept. Rematch, rematch means that you match with the family, and then they come to the States. While they're in the States, if it doesn't work out with said family, they go into rematch, and they get like two weeks in their old host family's house to try to find a new house to go to Mm -hmm. and they get flown to a new house through the agency. Mm -hmm. So the only way to get an au pair when the visas were blocked were to get an au pair who was Mm rematching. So you're left to wonder, well, why are they leaving their previous family? So when did the visas, I mean, so Biden was elected. So did he make the visa block go away or is the Uh, visa block The block has been going away slowly over time. It depends on what country. Like, if you wanted someone from, I don't know, Brazil, I think they have to fly to Chile to try to get a visa to be able to get here. But a lot of other countries are open now. Like, Peru can just come. So it depends on the country. Mm, and why is that? Is it that they have lower I think it's just COVID rates, They yeah. have lower COVID rates? Yeah. You know, the thing I wonder about about that is what is the, what is the testing penetration in a particular country, right? Just well, because they have... they have to, like, go and seriously quarantine in that country for 14 days, and then they fly out to the United States from there. Sure, but just because a country reports that their COVID rate is lower True. than another country, it could be that the testing isn't as widespread, right? Or the testing isn't available. Like, if you if you look at a country that, you know, may not have... Where people may not have access to testing, and they're reporting that their COVID positivity rate is low, maybe it's just because the, the population doesn't have the availability of the testing. Well, some girls, some families were just making girls fly in and they would put the girl up in a hotel for two weeks. They'd have her quarantined before they even entered the family's mm-hmm. home. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I mean, you know, now it sounds like you've been having this experience. You were chatting with someone. Um, I only chatted with, well, I pretty much decided, wow, I'm never going to get an au pair. This is awful. <laughs> they want all these things I can't give. It's already, doesn't save us any money. It's because it's, $12,000 to the agency, and then it's another $12,000 to the au pair itself. So now you're at $24,000 for the year, but that's not including the extra food bill, the extra insurance bill, the extra cell phone line, the extra the gifts. And So you're at 30 k no matter what. You're at 30 k in daycare for 10 months, or you're at 30 k having someone live in. And I'm not, I wasn't a big fan of the live-in. I just really like the language exchange and the relationship. But I like mm-hmm. school. I mean, I'm a teacher. I like the yeah. schools. Well, that was always my thing about it, because I want the kids to have access to be bilingual right if we have someone from peru if we have someone from peru who is bilingual and we can pass some of that on to i mean that's an experience that i can't give right i agree but the teachers in the schools are trained on how to be teachers and they're sitting with kids their own age Mm -hmm. and i i mean i'm a teacher so i was a fan of the schools yeah i know but you have people now that these aren't i mean they're teachers right but you know we know that in at least in in New York, I don't know about other places, child care providers, early child care providers like zero to four, zero to five are very low paid workers, right? They are low paid, yes. You know, as you're on the board of directors of the daycare, right? It's a nonprofit daycare. I mean, not all daycares are created equal. We have certain accreditations for our staff being trained in certain childhood education courses, which not every daycare has. So they're mm -hmm. not all 
Okay. So. Well, well. Let me ask you this: What's the average salary of a daycare worker? Well, I don't know, like forty grand. <laughs> okay. When you say forty grand, like, I mean, is like it a, for the year in New York, which is not enough to live on? Is it an hourly rate that yeah, they? Yeah, yeah, it's an hourly rate, but it's an, it's like an hourly rate slash with, you know, benefits and vacation time. Mm-hmm. I was doing speed walking. That's good. You shouldn't walk with your eyes closed. You should walk with no. It's okay. You should walk with your eyes open, or run or anything. Because what happens if you fall down? You could get hurt, right? You wouldn't get hurt. That wouldn't be good. Um, okay. So so anyway. So what's the verdict on on au pairs generally? Post COVID, is it safer? Is it cheaper? Does it provide any additional value? Uh, you know, what 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 do you think? Would you recommend, or do you think we should do it? Do you recommend people explore it? It was most helpful to people whose daycares closed. It would, it's ineffectual to us. Our daycare stayed open full time the whole time, but it was a godsend to the families who had first graders that had to do home virtual learning while the parents were working full time. Like mm-hmm. they wouldn't be able because you can't send a kid. To daycare because they're in first grade, they're too old. Mm-hmm. So the au pairs were really lifesavers for those families, but it didn't. Our life didn't change. But will it make the kids safer to be in the home with an au pair? Not really, no. Not well, not, not according to the CDC, because the au pair, unless that au pair is quarantining in your house, which you're not going to get them to do. That's not why they came here. Mm-hmm. They're going to go out where they're more likely to catch it and bring it back in the house where it's more likely to spread than a school where they're cleaning everything and wearing masks. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And it doesn't, it's no cheaper. No cheaper. But you do get the element that they do some light help around the house, right? They do a little cooking. Oh, they yeah. do a little. That's, the cultural exchange, too, is amazing. I'm not putting anything down about sharing a language and, and learning about someone else's family. It's just more, it was more helpful specifically during the pandemic for people who had school age children. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, the other thing that I hear a lot about is that it creates family problems between husbands and wives. What? I've heard that before, right? Where where the husband will, you know, they'll have the au pair in the house and it's a young See, I, girl. You have to, you can't just hire an au pair the way you can hire a nanny. You have to go through an agency. So that's ballsy mm-hmm. to... Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. I've heard, I don't know if it's true or not. I've just heard it around. I think it's just an easy thing to assume because people like to talk and gossip and make assumptions and judge. But so you don't think that's happening? I think that a girl, if a girl felt uncomfortable, she, she would just rematch with an agency, no questions asked. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And the guy can get in a lot of trouble because you didn't hire this nanny that needs the money from you. They're through agencies. It's like it's literally illegal to not use the agency. Sure. Okay. Well, good. I'm glad. You know, I'm glad your sense is that that's not happening. So, so the verdict is you don't necessarily think. We need the au pair, but you're still open to exploring it for the right person. It would have to be just because I think they're amazing, not okay. because we need it. Okay. All right. So so we're going to wrap it up today, folks. Thanks for listening to the Tommy Weeks Podcast Show. And, uh, you know, we, we talked a lot about au pairs, family, FMLA, things related to what what is going on in our lives. And uh, so, you know. The, the topics will vary. Uh, stay tuned.